Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Powering San Diego's future. We source four times more renewable energy than the national average making us one of the cleanest energy companies in America. We have helped reduce carbon emissions from electricity by 34% and installed more than 3,000 electric vehicle charging stations throughout San Diego. Why? Because we are more than an energy company. We are a people company. We are SDG&D. Welcome to another amazing show. And I would like to take the opportunity to introduce you guys to somebody who you already know, um, I've been following his career since I was a young man. Um, not only is he amazing with vocals, he is just a genuine person. Even before we even reached out to him, we heard from people just saying just how how humble and down to earth he is. So Frankie J, we'd like to welcome you to the show, brother. How are you doing today? Thank you, Joseph. First of all, man, thank you for that awesome introduction, man. Uh, I, I'm honored to be here with you. Uh, and thanks again, you know, for allowing me to be here and use your platform to get to my, my fans, to get to the world, to get to, you know, the universe and, uh, yeah, just feeling great, feeling good, feeling positive, uh, staying hopeful. Uh, yes. Yes. You know, Cause we're going through, the, we're going through it right now, man. We've got to stay hopeful. You know, yeah. that's a great, you know, that's, I like that, um, that word that you use, the word hope, because I think that's really what people are looking for right now with everything going on. I guess my question to you, Frankie, is like with everything going on in the world right now, how do you stay positive? I try to, you know, clear my mind every day, every morning when I wake up. I thank God for for the ability, first and foremost, to wake up yes. and start the day, you know, because, man. You know, it's it's such a I think it's important to do that every morning uh, that right there kind of kicks off the day and it makes me um, realize how blessed, you know, I am to be able just to do that, you know, first and foremost. Absolutely. And then just try to stay positive throughout the day. I mean, I know a, a lot of people uh, in the especially in the inter- in entertainment world are not doing so much. So we try to keep our minds busy by. Um, you know, doing, you know, as, like for me, I like being in the studio. I like writing. I like producing. Um, you know, I, I'm on the phone, you know, uh, going through emails, going through text messages and just trying to, you know, keep myself going, motivated, energized. So that's how I kind of keep myself, you know, going. And also just to be, you know, home and, and spending a lot more time with my family is kind of what has given me a lot more strength. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, and, that, and that's beautiful. I like I like how you're taking an opportunity to just kind of slow down and self-reflect and then spend time with those who love you the most. You know what I mean? Um, Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> For real. That's it. I mean, I think it's important to kind of get a cup of that love. You know what I mean? Every, every, every day, every morning and be able to share some more time with your family because you know, when, when, when the world was a different, you know, uh, it was in a different uh, way. I mean, we were constantly on the go, constantly traveling. So, you know, you don't really spend too, too much time, you know, with the family, but right now, uh, you know, 
it's kind of cool in a, in a way to be able to do that. And it's different, but we're coping, you know, we're coping Absolutely. with it. Absolutely. And, and, and with that same, that, that, that proper mindset that you have of just, you know, staying positive and, and keep, keep going and, and, and utilizing the time, you know, for family. I think that's really a, a positive message out there that, um, that other people can, can look at and be like, you know, yeah, let me take advantage of what I have. Wake up and say, hey, this is a great day to be alive kind of thing. Amen. You know? Yeah, that's, that's one thing that's kept me going, like analyzing, you know, my life and saying, wow, you know, even though we're going through the craziness of what's happening out there in the world, I sit back and reflect. You said reflect, which is yes, an important sir is reflect on the things that you are blessed with things that you do have and take advantage of that, of, of, of all those, um, you know, things that, that God has given us. So it's definitely uh, something to really think about, you know, right now that we're all home and doing this, I, you know, these kinds of things that I'm doing now with you, like interviews and, you know, stuff like that is, is also, it keeps me going. So absolutely, absolutely, brother. And, you know, I have some I have some some questions for you because I, I felt like as I prepared for this interview, I yeah. learned so much more about you than I knew previously. And even though I've been following you for so many years, I'm like, oh wow, I didn't know that. Oh wow, this is really cool. So I'm gonna ask you some of these things, and I think this will be really cool for some of your fans out there. A lot, a lot of them who, who probably know all this stuff already. But um, back in '99, you uh, were working with Selena's family. Um, Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about how you um, got uh, affiliated with the group Cumbia Kings and, and, and what that was like? Well, I, I was um, probably about 20 years old working uh, here in San Diego, doing the regular job thing. Uh, always had, you know, um, the dream in the back of my mind of becoming a musician, an artist, a singer. Um, and I always had that thrive, you know, as a kid. And um, one day I decided to go to Texas. I was invited actually through um, a friend of mine, by a friend of mine and uh, got to experience the city of Austin, Texas. Uh, mm -hmm. This was, I was probably about 19 years old and um, experienced a little bit of Texas, got to meet some people out there and people that were involved in the music um, and, you know, came back to San Diego and it kind of gave me this whole like energy of like, I want to do this. I want to do this music thing. But of course I had to do what I had to do first and foremost, you know, went to school, had to graduate high school, went to college probably for like maybe a year, started working regular jobs. Um, and then within the time that I was doing that, uh, I got a call uh, by um, a friend of mine uh, from Austin named John Paul Ramirez. And <laughs> You know, he goes, hey, um, you know, uh, A.B. Quintanilla is is looking for you. A this is Selena's um, brother. And he was like, uh, A.B. Quintanilla is looking for you. Not necessarily looking for you, but looking for someone that is a singer, male, can sing both English and Spanish, and would like to join this group called the Cumbia Kings. And at the time, I already knew of the group. I already knew, obviously, of Selena. My sisters were humongous fans, and I was also a big fan of Selena. And this was after the fact. This was four years after her death. Wow. You know? um, and uh, I kind of was intrigued by the question, and you know, and and so I was like, I mean, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll give it a a try, you know, and see what happens. And so then, I want to say the next day, or not even the next day, a few hours after that. Um, uh, I get this call 
from from uh, from Maybe. And, you know, we started talking, kind of trying to figure out what he wanted to do with the group. And first, you know, he wanted to know what kind of music I liked. And of course, I was like telling him everything, you know, from, you know, R&B to like pop music to Spanish to like, you know, oldies to everything. Right. Right. So then, you know, he um, decides to get his business partner on the line. So now we're on three way. And his business partner, uh, his name is was Cruz Martinez, who was also part of the group. And they said, you know, we would love for you to join us. Um, it would be awesome, you know, for you to be a, a part of our group. And but we would first like to hear you sing. And so it was kind of like an audition type, yeah. interview audition type of thing on the phone. And uh, I was kind of hit by like unexpectedly to you know to do that. So. But I was, like I said, full of energy. And I was like this young kid trying to, you know, do show it. what I can do, you know. And so then they asked me, like, what's your favorite song? But right now, what's your favorite song? And back then, this was, yeah, 99. Um, there was a, a real popular song at the time by a group called As Yet. I don't know if you remember As Yet. I do. <laughs> a song called Last Night. I remember. One of my favorites. One of my all-time favorites of 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 uh, as yet, um, and I think it was written by Babyface and L.A. Reid, if I'm not mistaken. And so then I, I went ahead and sang a little piece of that, and they were like, "You're in. We're flying <laughs> you out. You know, are you ready to go?" And I was like, uh, "I got a job. You know, I have to get my two weeks' notice." And they were like, "Well, you better hurry up because we need you on board, and we would love to have you as part of our family." So. It was like a dream come true, man. And uh, the rest is history. Right after that, I joined the band. Uh, I was so uh, thankful that that my boss uh, at the time, uh, his name is Scott, um, you know, just let me go. He was like, what do you mean you're giving me your two weeks notice? Get the hell out of here, man. Go pursue your dream. (laughs) And I looked at him like, I thought you were going to be mad at me. (laughs) But, you know, imagine you're 20 years old. Your dream is to become a musician, an artist, a singer. And here you are getting the opportunity of a lifetime at such a young age. And I'm working a regular job, making 350 uh, every two or 400 every two weeks, you know. At that time, I was making okay money, you know, but but still, my 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 goal was to do the music thing. So I was able to to leave my job within hours. You know, he didn't even give me, a- <laughs> and flew me. They flew me out to Corpus Christi. Wow! Yeah! Wow! That's yeah. awesome! What a great story, man! And like, as you were working with them, like, I mean, I, 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 there's so, probably so many takeaways from that experience that you have, and. It's, impossible to cover in like in, in one show but if you can take if you can if you can say you took away one thing that was very profound from that experience what would it be oh man i know stuff <laughs> uh that's a tough question but you know what i think i would say probably the experience yeah the experience of because you know i didn't know anything about the industry i didn't know anything about the business i didn't know anything about um the incredible feeling of being in front of thousands and thousands of people uh crowds i mean you could see uh, you know every every show that we would do it, it was 
multitudes of, of, of people, like of crowds and, and being able to perform um, Spanish music and doing cumbia and also even bringing in a little bit of pop with a little bit of R&B twist to some of our records. I was writing a lot of, a lot of English records for our group. Uh, I, I've got the ex, you know, experience of writing as well uh, with a platinum group and I'd never experienced that. So I think the experience for me was probably the best thing that I took from being in this group over for four years and, and exploring, um, you know, the, the, the industry and getting to know the industry and the business of, of music. It wasn't just the popularity or the fame, there was more to it. And I had no idea. So yeah, it taught me a lot about that. Wow. Thanks for sharing. I really appreciate that, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, man, you're welcome. And then not not long after that, you 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 landed your own record deal, and you started working with the Columbia Records, was it? I got signed to Columbia Records, Sony Records, uh, in two thousand and three. So I was with the group, the Cumbia Kings, from ninety nine all the way to two thousand and three. Mm-hmm. And within the last month or two that I was with the band, I started to use some of the money that I was making uh, to buy. Uh, keyboards, a computer, you know, studio gear. I was getting more intrigued by the production side. And um, I was doing a lot of writing for the group, but I wasn't doing much of the production. I was very intrigued on how they were working on the production. So I started buying gear and uh, I wrote a few songs, um, not knowing what was going to happen with these songs. I was in, you know, thinking about doing the solo thing. I was just writing and kind of being uh, creative uh, on my own. And then um, that's when a song called Don't Want to Try was born, which was, it ended up being my first single and and the song that kind of took me out of the group and landed my own, my own deal. And, you know, um, I was, I didn't know what was going to happen. So when I left the group, that was the song that um, kind of catapulted me into the the single thrive you know and so yeah that's what got me signed to sony columbia and i got my deal in 2003 was signed uh by donnie einer at the time who was the president of sony columbia uh charlie walk who was the gm he was the general manager of columbia at the time so i worked with some pretty you know pretty legendary people man and and i remember leaving the group there was a few record labels that wanted to sign me including Tommy Mottola mm-hmm. Tommy Mottola was one of the um, you know ex- executives uh, he had already left Sony uh, but he was a humongous part of that whole Latin movement when you know Ricky Martin Mark Anthony Gloria Stefan Shakira mm-hmm. uh, that whole movement even Enrique Iglesias but Enrique was uh, was with another uh, label at the time, but uh, it was during that era that he was a, a humongous part of. So wow. just knowing that he wanted to sign was like, wow, you know? That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, it was really, really cool to experience the, the the battle between certain labels trying to sign me. And I was, this was the first time I've ever experienced anything like this. I was probably, what, 24 years old. I was 23, 24 years old already going in, you know, with experiencing a whole nother level of 
uh, I guess, of success, you would say, right? Absolutely. And, you know, and, and, and your music was successful. I mean, you, you've been on Billboard multiple times, you know, even nominated for a Grammy. And one of the things that I think that um, I really um, always loved about your voice and, and, and your music was just how smooth it sounded. And, I, and you really did. It's, it's crazy how, like, you just had that ability to, to, to cross over into different genres. Because when I when I hear you singing pop, like when I heard you singing pop, you know, I was like, I'm like, this is a pop singer. Like this this yeah. guy, is, he's the business. But yeah, <laughs> your, your skills are so diverse, and and you've been you've been recognized in so many different diverse genres as well. Yeah. which I think is is a credit to you as an artist. Like, honestly, I I appreciate that. I've always I guess because being being raised in a in a house where, you know, from Spanish music to pop music to R&B music to oldies to I mean you, you name it, it all across the board it, it influenced me in so many different ways right. so whenever I, I sit in the studio and I write or um, I'm thinking about you know recording a song I, I don't like it, it's amazing how my mind just goes berserk with everything that I'm working on like it's like R&B here pop here some Spanish here some some a little bit of an oldies feel here and it's incredible, man. And it's a blessing to be able to be inspired by all these genres because you're not just putting yourself in a box. You're, you're expanding. Yes. And, and I think that's what's helped me throughout my career and in my songwriting and co-writing with other, you know, great songwriters and working with, you know, some really, really um, amazing producers. So it, it's helped me a lot being um, bilingual as well, you know, doing the English and the Spanish, um, man, because I think doing music that was considered urban and for being Latino and doing Spanish and English, there was nobody really doing that at the time when I came out. This was back in 03. Well, Don't Want to Try came out in 02, towards the end of 02. And I remember doing a Spanish version of that song. And people didn't know what my um, ethnicity was. They're like, well, what, what is he, you know? And I remember radio stations asking, like, we've never heard this kid before. Who is this kid? Because when I was in the Cumbia Kings, people knew me as the, the Cisco kid, right? Cisco. Right. And um, when I ventured off into doing the solo career, I changed my name to Frankie J. And people kept asking me, like, why Frankie J? Like, why? And I was like, well, my name is Francisco. So that makes sense. Yeah, you know exactly. It makes sense to to call me Frankie, and that's what my my peers called me when I was a kid. They were like, "Ah, Frankie, this Frankie," you know. So, um, and I I chose the middle initial J because it's my middle name, Javier. So when I came out as a solo artist, everybody was like, "Well, who's this kid? Where is he from?" And he sounds like like you know very different than than the rest. And so when they found out that I was Mexicano, they were like, "What?" (laughs) he's <laughs> Mexican and and so um I thought it was cool when when uh I think it's a cool thing when people ask what is he you know yeah so it just goes to show you that music is universal you know Absolutely. and and it doesn't just stand in, in in one place it's everywhere you know and um so yeah, I think that's what's helped me a lot in in my career, the fact that I've been able to you know utilize both the English and and the Spanish with the urban stuff and the pop stuff and Yeah. I, I think you're right. Yeah, you, you definitely were one of the trailblazers. I, I know that I, I don't I don't know 
too much. I remember this, the group that was called, uh, well, they, it was called, they're probably still available out there, uh, Chino y Nacho, right? So there, yeah. I see them combining it all the time, but I'm like, but you, you did it first. <laughs> right, there you go. It's, the thing is, it's it, there's always controversy between that because they're like, well, who, you know, I, I don't want to say maybe I did it first, but I was one of the guys that kind of. One of the pioneers. Yeah, more more than anything, like exposed it more and more to the world, and and uh, with on the urban side, um, because in two thousand and two, when "Don't Want to Try" came out as a ballad, like an R and B pop ballad, really you weren't really hearing that on the radio. And then once that record came out, that's when people started mixing it more and more on the urban side. There you go. Yeah, and uh, you know argue it, uh, deny it, whatever you, whatever you want to say, you know, it doesn't matter because what's, what's there is there. Yeah. And and I think it's a really cool thing to, to really look back on because, uh, you know, I've had a lot of people come up to me and and say like, wow, like you actually were one of the originals to kick that off with on the urban side, you know, with, as far as singers, you know, singers go. And, uh, you know, there's other people that have done it before. Uh, you know, of course, can't forget Mellow Mayonnaise, can't forget uh, a group called the Barrio Boys uh, back in the days. And, you know, but yeah, this was a time where you weren't really hearing it too, too much on the radio. And then when that song came out, it just exploded and it catapulted into, you know, Sugar Sugar. And then I did Obsession. And then oh, we yes. did the remake of More Than Words. And then I started working with other producers um you know on the r&b world with like brian michael cox mario winans um you know we even did uh you know man work with manny fresh uh work with slim from 112 uh we had records with i mean so many so people many, right? yeah, <laughs> so I mean, you go from busy from not busy bone but uh crazy bone and lazy bone from bone thugs and harmony i mean i have a record with these guys and you know it's some legendary legendary you know, stuff. Um, so it, it's definitely all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, again, 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 that just speaks to just your diversity as an artist and really your marketability as well. You know, I remember one of the songs that came out um, and I just found us, found this out for you before the interview because I didn't know. Um, your song Promise, I see was re-released, what well, was released in 2016, mm-hmm. but it was leaked in 2009. And that's when I heard it. Can you tell us a little about that experience? Well, that was when the whole leaking stuff was really big. You know, uh, hard drives were being hacked into. And who knows who, I don't know who was doing all that stuff. But there was a lot of other artists that were, uh, that got hacked hacked into, into their hard drives. But uh, 88 songs of mine were released, leaked. That I had no idea how in the world they came out and a lot of these songs were um you know unfinished uh production wise and writing wise they were just simply demos right that i had in a hard drive and um you know we had songs that were i mean were meant for other projects of mine uh songs that were already complete that were ready to go uh but we were not trying to release them um at that moment and promise was one of those songs i promise you was one of those songs and uh it just it it started exploding all over the internet um by the time 2016 came a, a, a around 
I decided to do a music video to it due to the fact that it had over 40 million views with all these separate, uh, separate accounts that, um, you know, were, were on YouTube. And uh, a friend of mine was telling me like, you know, you need to figure out how to, you know, monetize from all these, you know, uh, millions of views because somebody's getting paid, somebody's getting the money and you're not. So I couldn't figure it out. And maybe it was a big mistake of mine, but I decided to search for all of the accounts and go on YouTube and basically like do the copyright infringement. Good for you. Good for you. And every single account came down. And I mean, there's still probably a few out there, but not with many, many views. But yeah, you know, I kind of started over with with the song, but, you know, it's crazy how... um, it's one of the most requested songs of mine whenever I perform live or even when someone is getting married, they want me to sing it at their wedding. So it's, it's either way. It was, it was a blessing at the same time, you know, but yeah, it's incredible how that song really touches people. That's my, that's my jam right there, brother. That is my (laughs) jam right there. Now, when I'm in the shower and I'm singing and nobody else hear me, I sound just like you. That's the only time. You just see me when you hit that high note, I'd be like, ah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you get that reverb in that in that bathroom, right? <laughs> man, it's a man. What's up? Skills, bro. That's all I gotta say. You have skills. So, I, I guess like my next question is, and I know that especially you know being in music and, and being in an industry that you know it, it requires so much work, so much effort. We yeah. have moments that are, I guess you can say moments of truths, moments where we're like, I've grown from this. And then also moments where we're like, you know, maybe I didn't grow from this. Are there any moments in your career where you feel like it was just such an amazing moment that you that you truly felt that as a person, as a man, as an artist, in all capacities, that it helped you to grow and, 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 and keep going? Oh, man. There's been several moments. Um that have kept me growing that I realized, wow, like I need to uh, just sit back and let the people work. I mean, I think when you have a team that is so willing to go out there and kill for you, uh, you should let them just do what they do. And you sit back, be an artist, be a writer, be a producer and let everybody else do their job. I think I've, I've learned not to dip in too many different, um, how do you say it? Like, I guess, uh, and, and not, not to dip my hand in too many jars, right? It's right. It, sometimes it's better just to kind of lay back, do what you do best, which is sing, right? Just sing, write, record, produce, do whatever in the studio and, and let, you know, um, whoever is going out there, you know, to spread the word about you, to, to do that, to do just that. Don't try to dictate everything that they're doing or, or tell them what to do. I think I've learned that in, in, in a major way in, in, in my career is just to allow people to do the best that they, that they can on their own and not, you know, try to come in between, in, in between that. I think it's, uh, you know, cause you could, you could lose a lot of opportunities that way. And it's sometimes better just to, you know, let it, let them do the, their, their, their work. Cause it, it. 
it's yeah man i mean you you get so excited and you know you're so young i think for me i speak for myself um i was so young and so excited so full of energy that i wanted to be in everything you know and i think it's cool to to know everything that you know that that uh, is going on obviously in your career but it's also a good thing to to lay back and watch everybody work and yeah. do what they do you know best yeah. so i i think that's something that i've learned throughout my my years of of being in this industry um and um just stay humble you know yeah. stay humble and be grateful for everything that is going on um, because you never know when it can go away. That's you know, true. You could be here one day, you could be gone the next. Hmm. And, uh, you know, you just got to stay humble, remain, uh, you know, with both your feet on the floor, on the ground. Um, but stay with, you know, the same hunger as well and not, not go, um, you know, I guess crazy with, you know, oh, I got all this, I got all that. You know what I mean? It's more than be like comfortable and then not try to do. Correct. Yeah. Like stay hungry at the same time, you know, stay humble and hungry. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, man. I think one of the things that um, I think a lot of people are going to take away from this interview um, is, I mean, not only the tremendous talent that you are that not, and I, and I say that you are because you are extremely talented in, in, in so many ways. But I think what people are going to take away from this is it's just the fact that you you stayed, you've remained humble. And and I can say that. I, I, I know you wouldn't say that, but I can say that from, from the outside <laughs> from the outside looking in. But that also that you that you've taken your life experiences and you've used them to grow as, as a person, as a man. And I think that's so important for us as individuals, no matter what we experience in life, whether it be good or bad, that we take those lessons. And then we use them to kind of grow and, and to push forward. And that's what you've done. I think it's important to take every, every experience that you've had in your life um, to, to grow because, you know, then what's the point of, of, of living it? You know, you mm-hmm. got to go through it so that you're able to understand um, every aspect of, of, of your situation that you're going through. So it's important, man. I mean, you have to grow in this, in this, uh, in this, uh, business, you have to grow, uh, not just grow as far as success, but maturity is, is a big thing too. Uh, knowing how to, you know, deal with certain situations, um, you know, within the business and, you know, know your place, you know, know your place, know when to talk, know when to just shut up and just listen, you know, as it says, it says in the Bible, be slow to speak and quick to listen, right? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And that's something that that is, uh, oh my goodness, man! It's been engraved in my in my mind and 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 in my heart because it's it's so true. I think it's one of the best things to learn, you know, um, from, uh, especially in I think in any in any industry, right? In any business. Yes, absolutely. So, absolutely. You know, just try to be a, a a little fly on the wall sometimes and just kind of listen. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. So 2021 is right around the corner. Any any plans any with music any Yeah. Well, I'm working on a new album right now. It's entitled Back to Us. And the reason why I'm calling it Back to Us, it's it has a meaning of of so many things. You know, Back to Us is going back to um obviously for me 
the where I where I started, you know, from with that pop R and B sound. Uh, back to us is also referring to, um, you know, back to my um, my like my family, you know, back to love as well. Uh, also giving back to the fans, uh, the people that have supported me since day one, uh, that has always uh, received me with their arms wide open and have given me so much love and support throughout the years. So this album is going back to the root of Mm -hmm. where it all started. And um, excuse me. And I'm, and I'm working with some really, really dope people, man. And I'm excited about the project because now I'm not just, you know, picking everybody that I'm dealing with and I'm working with, but I'm also producing the majority of this album and I'm working with someone that is very special to me. That means the world to me, my son, my son is 20 years old and he's always been, um, you know, with this dream that he wants to be a producer. So, you know, I've, I've taught him, you know, some of the things that I know and he's just gone and, probably already exceeded my <laughs> expectations with when it comes to this music thing like he loves music so much and he has these amazing ideas that whenever he comes into the studio he wows me every time that he works on something so i'm bringing him on board to co-produce some of these songs with me if not maybe just produce maybe by himself um which brings me to this he actually produced um along with me, this first single called With You, which is featuring um, Rasby from B2K okay. and featuring Paul Wall. Um, so we have this song that we're actually already uh, working on the music video. We're, fi- we're going to film it uh, on the 17th, which is Thursday. Um, and, uh, and, and so, you know, we're going to be shooting it in two places. Paul Wall is going to be in Houston. Me and Raspberry are going to be in LA. So we're going to be doing, you know, multiple, uh, trying to, you know, work um, in multiple cities and right. trying to come up with something really, really cool. So, and my, my good friend Concrete is, is the director of the video. So the album, I mean, it has features like Baby Bash, which is, of course, my brother. Uh, we've had success, much success together. And, uh, you know, it's such a dope, dope, uh, amazing person. And um, it's always a blessing to work with, with Bash. And uh, right now I'm planning, hope, hoping, praying that I get John B. Uh, also on this project. And okay. uh, I'm trying to get Slim from 112 on this, uh, on this project. And so, yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Nice. That would be nice. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've worked already, you know, John B and I have worked already in the past slim uh, from one twelve, and I have already worked in the past. So I want to bring all my friends into this, this project and be to get involved um, and, uh, and be a part of this, this, you know, new project that I'm working on and um, you know, hoping that, that the people will enjoy it. They will love it. And I've been getting a lot of positive feedback on my social medias from the fans are like, we can't wait. We're excited that you're, you know, working with, you know, all these different features. 
and amazing artists, you know, it's time for you to come back into this R&B pop world. So I was like, all right, let's go. I'm excited, man. <laughs> well, that's actually super exciting. That, that's some really, really good news. And um, knowing it's from you, it's going to be amazing already. So, um, and then the, the, some of the artists you're working with, you know, I, I remember some of them back in the days too. And, and Yeah. Like, let's go. I'm intrigued, man. I love the, the fact that they're they're all different styles, you know, different, yeah. uh, you know, John B has his vibe, you know, Slim, you know, uh, from 112 has his his vibe and feel, um, you know, Rasby, this is his first time actually singing a lead in a record. So I, I'm, I'm glad that this is happening. And it's actually both of us singing together on this record. Once you hear it, man, you're going to fall in love with this record because it's it's so going back to the late 90s, early 2000s R&B. Yes. I mean, and, where has that gone? Yes. Man, when Paul Wall comes in on that third verse, forget it. It's over. It's a wrap. He's the icing on the cake on this record. So it's going to be nice, man. I'm super excited. And I'm kind of, you know, utilizing some of the Spanish also. Okay. Um, on my verse. All right. All right. Bring in that whole English Spanish vibe with that oh, art. Yeah. Oh, oh man, you're gonna love it, bro. I'm telling you. You're gonna love it. It's oh, crazy. That's so, exciting, bro. That that sounds super exciting. Well, we you definitely have to keep us abreast of everything that's going on with that, you know, especially when it drops. Um definitely yes, um, you know, I I I publish about 10 different magazines um, nationally. Oh wow. So we will put it out we're everywhere. Let's go. Let everybody know. You Literally. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's nowhere, but he's back and pop, you know. So, it's man, yes, sir. It is definitely time. And, you know, I want to thank you so much for taking your time um, to be here with me and, and, and bless me with your with your interview and, and your um, your stories, your experiences. I, I've, I've learned something as a man listening to you that I feel like I could take into my life. You know, I, I love what you said about slowing down and allowing people to work and, and embrace what they do and, and, you know, utilizing the moments that we have in our life and just taking advantage of them, whether good or bad. And, and like you said, growing from that. So um, there's so much takeaway from this. It's, it's, it's absolutely inspiring. And, and I knew it was going to be. So <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad it worked, man. I'm glad it worked. And, and thank you again for allowing me to, you know, to be here with you for the interview. And it's always cool to talk about these things because, you know, I think, you know, there's always people that might know that might not know uh, of your story and it's cool to to tell it um, and, you know, get people in, involved in your story and let people know your strives, your your struggles and your triumphs. Uh, so these kinds of inter interviews uh, for me are fun. They're, they're super fun. So thank you. Well, no, we, we, we had a blast here, man. Thank you so much again for being on. You guys, this is Frankie J. You're going to see all this information um, in the video that you see. Just kind of look around. And then after the end of the show, we're going to also direct you all to all of the social media. Um, Frankie J, again, thank you for taking the time to be here with us. If you need anything, and I mean anything, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out. We got you, brother. We got you. Much love, Joseph. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. And much love to the fans who are watching. Uh, thank you for all the love and support throughout the years. Without you guys, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be able to do this. And uh, once again, 
you know, stay tuned because Back to Us is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Back to Us. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> All right, you guys. And so this has been another episode of the Joseph Bonner Show. Make sure you guys tune in next week when we have some more amazing guests. We also have Cherry Johnson. I don't know if you guys remember Cherry, but she was um, Punky Brewster. She's been in Family Man. I mean, she's been in so many different shows. And so we're going to be interviewing her as well and getting a chance to hear her backstory and, and learning so much from her. But until then, you guys, you guys be safe, be loved, be blessed. Take it's the new year and you're looking to get a new car. Then head to Toyota's We Make It Easy sales event to find incredible deals on many of Toyota's most popular models like Camry, Camry Hybrid, Corolla, Corolla Hybrid, Prius, Prius Prime, and even Highlander Hybrid. You'll find great ways to save with low payment leases and low APRs, not to mention huge cashback offers. So see your Toyota dealer today. We make it easy. Toyota, let's go places. Powering San Diego's future. We source four times more renewable energy than the national average, making us one of the cleanest energy companies in America. We have helped reduce carbon emissions from electricity by 34% and installed more than 3,000 electric vehicle charging stations throughout San Diego. Why? Because we are more than an energy company. We are a people company. We are SDG&D. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.